bar stool pimping on some southern fried chicken on whiskey so August day. And she told me last summer that she lost on lover cause it got himself locked away. He was cooking that chip and she was on the pole stripping just American as apple pie. Now she's looking for a lover cause she won't be a mother trying to show me that she's ride or die. She look a little bit weathered, but she's down for whatever, and she probably knows a trick or two. Says she got a few friends, if you got a couple ends, boy, they'll probably let you fuck them too. I'm on my bullshit, smoking and drinking, just wasting my time. No worrying, no thinking. Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode number 104 of the Average Man podcast, Smoking and Drinking. Uh, not what I feel like doing right now, because this uh, average man is crook. Crook as a dog. I was actually supposed to have a guest on today, uh, a dude named Devin Tynan. He's uh, he's recently a local headlander, musician. Uh, he does co- obviously covers, but does his own music, makes his own music as well. Does a lot of acoustic sort of work. Uh, he's looking to do gigs around town. I've checked out some of his stuff online. I know that he does some chorus work for some hip-hop guys down in um, in Perth as well. So that's going to happen eventually, but I canned it today because you can probably hear that I'm a bit nasally still right now. <clears throat> Chesty as well. I'm basically just crook uh, as a dog. I had to have a um, – I've been on, – I'm on all the drugs, man. I'm on the some, some antibiotics, which I just hate to do and don't do lightly. I'm on a steroid as well. Um, and I got this, like, just this gross uh, sinus infection and, and, like, congested chest. And um, it's not really, probably shouldn't really be sitting near somebody coughing and wheezing all over them. So uh, hopefully I can reduce most of that while I'm just here on my own with you guys. If I need to have a bit of a cough or blow my nose, I can turn it off and, and, um, and get back into it and keep it nice and clean for your ears. But I didn't think it was cool to sit near someone and be a bit sick and coughing around the place. So... <clears throat> very, very responsible of me. Um, but yeah, it's knocked me for six a little bit. I even had to have a day off during the week this week, which is, I never have a day off because I'm sick, you know. So it's kind of, it really got into my bones, this bloody thing. It started a bit feeling crook on Father's Day last Sunday, just a bit of a sore throat. And um, I'm pretty good with the sicknesses. Generally don't get much throughout a, a calendar year. I sometimes do get a throat infection though. I'm kind of susceptible, susceptible to, to that one. So I felt that coming on, jumping on all the vitamins and been looking after myself, getting heaps of sleep, woke up a little bit more crook on the Monday, which was my birthday. Uh, worse again, Tuesday. And by the Wednesday, I had to have a day off. I was like, it moved from my throat into my sinuses and chest and everything. And like I spent half the day blowing my nose. You can't be around people when you're like that. So I managed to dry myself out since then anyway. Um, but yeah, it's and it's not – I don't think I'm super infectious. No one else in the house is sick, just just like a, a sinus infection. So there you go, good rundown on my um, state of my health at the moment. We'll move on from that. <clears throat> but just give you a heads up if I'm coughing a little bit or, yeah, uh, I am still dealing with that. So that's, that's, that's that out of the way. And I did just say I was, I've been – getting a lot of sleep and looking after myself, taking all the vitamins and that, which was good and was working quite well uh, until Friday night came along. We had a bit of a social club do through through my work uh, and I got FOMO and didn't want to miss out. So instead of going, nah, I'm sick, I won't go, I went. It was just a trivia night at the uh, the walkabout. So, you know, nice and harmless. Um, just a trivia night, all good, go there, a few beers, 
<clears throat> play some trivia, come home. Um, somewhere along the line, that turned into a full-blown blowout. I was drinking Kraken and ginger beer, which is probably my first uh, mistake. And there was an eating and drinking competition at one stage. Not It was part of the trivia, like a, like you get little games in between, little ra- bonus rounds, and for whatever reason, I got singled out to come and um, eat a sausage roll and a, and a samosa and a spring roll and, and down a whole drink in the you know, shortest time possible, me and, me and one of the other fellas from work. And being super competitive, obviously we both went went for it. Um, and the drink, well, he was on the bourbon and I was on rum, ginger beer, so not the best thing to skull like out of a whole pint glass. So did that. Um, and then uh, the trivia ended. Great night, actually had really good fun. I think we're going to do some more of those. We sort of get that whole section at the, the um, walkie um, – Dedicated just to our, our group There was could have been more of us But there was about 20 of us Which was good And, and then um, I went out And kicked on for a bit afterwards And it was 3 o'clock, 3.30 By the time I called Stumps And went to bed And then I woke up just useless yesterday And when you're already crook And you and you go and throw yourself under the bus like that And have a late night and too much uh, alcohol It just it, it gets you So I was probably Nearly on top of the damn thing And then it, it Got its claws back into me When I was all run down And susceptible Weakened So it's come Come back for round two uh, You live and you Well I would say you live and you learn But I mean I'm 38 now Officially 38 now um, Turned 38 on Monday And I'm still doing Dumb shit like this So Maybe you don't learn But you live Anyway And uh Anyway, that's me, Crook. I'll get over it. Life goes on. Um, what I did manage to get done through, through the week was I, I came up with a plan and, and hit my boss up about it, and he was happy with it to um, to take a day off for like a fortnight. Um, and I can make them up on weekends anyway, but to take a day off once a fortnight to just smash out these assessments for the diploma because um, it's really not – I'm not getting it done on the weekends, you know, between this and then chores around the house, hanging out with the kids um, – you know, just it's it's hard to find time to do that diploma as well. Um, so I'm going to take a day off a fortnight and get a good like five six hour block of of time to just smash those assessments out. And while I was crook this week, I, I used that as my first opportunity to to do so, and actually had a pretty productive day. You know that, like I said, that block of time rather than just trying to do half an hour or an hour here and there, and really not. It takes me like an hour to to really get into the zone. Pull everything out again, find where I was, you know, make sure I'm sticking with the one unit and try and finish things off because I've started nearly every unit now, just the way that the course was set out. Um, and I need to start wrapping them up. So it was good. That was that was productive and, and then I'm, I'm happy with that decision to do that do it this way because I need to get this thing smashed out. I want to get it smashed out this year. That's the plan. That's still the plan, even though I'm not on target at the moment. I try and make up uh, for lost time And I'm pretty good like that That's sort of how I've always operated my whole life At school um, In any any sort of scenario where I've got a deadline I've got something to get done I kind of I work a lot better When I'm behind schedule And then I have to kick it into gear And, and make, it, make it up I'm, no, I'm sure that's not the best way to do things But that's uh, that's my way of doing things anyway So that was pretty cool man uh, Worked out well uh, I've probably I'm probably on the very cusp of uh, putting in an order for this canopy that I've been going on and on about for weeks now. Like I think the finances for that, I have everything in order. 
and I'm probably going to look at at ordering uh, ordering the damn thing this this week. I reckon, which is pretty exciting. I've been like, I mean, researching it and everything for so long, and I've come basically full circle, nearly back to uh, the Norworld guys. So I kind of wanted to go Norworld the whole time, but there was a few reasons that led me away from them, and I had to do. Uh, due diligence and check everything out, you know, leave no stone unturned kind of thing. You're spending that much cash. But um, no, it works. It's working out for me. So one of the big things with them was the dog box that there's – I don't like their dog box uh, set up, which is just one whole side of the canopy. So one whole door has vents all the way down it. So there's not actually just a section. It's one whole side. Uh, you can't block those vents off. Like you have to do something aftermarket to fuck around with that. And then that whole side of the canopy is effectively not weatherproof, not dustproof. So anything else you put on that side of the dog box is, is compromised by, by, the, um, by the elements as well. And I just didn't like that. So did full circle, checked a bunch of different options out and came up with some other ideas along the way. And then and the whole thing with Norweld and, and some of the other big guys like Mitz Alloy, or Mitz Alloy, however you want to say it, they, they because they're pumping so many of these things out, um, they don't uh, mess around with like customization. This is the packages, is what you get. Choose one. Uh, so, but I did manage to chat to, to Jonathan from the New South Wales branch there, and and you know this was the second or third time I spoke to him, and and really just let him know that the one thing that was holding me back was that, and what I needed and what I wanted, and they come to the table for us, which means um, they're going to give us the dog pod uh, option, which is. Sent, split, split down the middle from back to front is a divider that's fully sealed. So one side fully sealed from the weather, one side wouldn't be. It's got two holes in the in the corners of the canopy as well, so you can wash it out and, and water it can drain out of it. Um, but they won't put the the dog pod door on it. It's supposed to be a normal door on that one, and I can cut my own window in uh, after the fact. And the guys who fit these things down in Perth for, for Norwell because they don't have a setup in Perth. They said that they're happy to, to cut that window in for me, so I'm dealing with proper um, fabricators, fabricators who, who deal with aluminium day in, day out who are going to cut that window in for us. So that's a, a, a win-win for me. And that was, the, that was the one that sealed the deal, really, and I'll get to go with Norwell, who are, who are basically the, the premier company. Mitz Alloy, probably not far behind them. Um, it's probably a matter of opinion what, what you like. Um, when it comes to those two companies, but pretty happy to to be on on. And they're just a little bit more expensive mitts alloy, so I'm I'm happy to be with Norweld. Pretty pretty cool. Um, you're in good company with dudes like Trip in a Van, um, the All for Adventure guys back in black. They had a, a, their canopy, and they've got the new rig now. Their canopies are from Norweld. Um, uh, Brody Moss from Youngblood Spearfishing. They do stuff for the police force when they're doing um, for setting up their rural uh, troopy vehicles and shit like that. Uh, I think they chop the troopies unless they do them on 79 series. They probably do them on 79 series. Utes, but they just do so much cool shit. They're tried and tested. Everyone knows them. It's good brands. Been around for ages. Good competitive pricing. And yeah, I'm pretty stoked. I'm going to be ordering one of them probably this week. So that's awesome. And you can, oh, no, I was about to say, you can probably stop. I'll probably stop going on about it so much then, but that's not true. I'll probably start going on about it more and getting counting down to, to when it's ready and I get to take the Ute down and get it fit. And I'll, I'll video log all that stuff as well, chuck that up on the YouTube channel. Because one thing I have noticed was um, 
so many people love watching those videos of other people, normal people touring around, giving you a tour around their, their canopies um, and their opinion on it and not the manufacturer and not, you know, so a little bit more of a down-to-earth, um, personalised uh, review-style video of your canopy and shit and, and the whole build from like beforehand and after and the transformation of the vehicle and stuff like that. So I'll be doing one of them, which is pretty cool as well. Uh, I really do have to get my... I've discovered... Mm, which I probably already knew, but basically the main hiccup between my GoPro footage and editing and my, then getting it onto my YouTube channel is this laptop that I'm using that's like 2013 or something. It's old. Um, it's got eight gigabytes. I need like probably 32. I could maybe get by with a 16 gigabyte of RAM um, hard drive or memory, but not not the the eight that I've got. So, yeah, I need to upgrade that, man. I need to upgrade my laptop so I can start transitioning footage over painlessly because it's super slow and difficult for me at the moment. Um, yeah, and that's something I actually need to get onto. Yeah, you're trying to save money and then you got to spend money. <laughs> it is what it is, man. Uh, what else, man? About the car, CV4, they're still not following up when I, when I chat to them now. Like, as I told you guys, that as soon as I sign on the dotted line, they were just like, okay, sweet, stick that dude at the, in the back of the line. Let's try and get more sales on board. Don't worry about the guy that's just bought a $70,000 car from us and he doesn't have yet. Um, we'll just we'll talk to him only when he harasses us and chases him down. I called him again on, I think, Monday just to touch bases and see how everything was going with the long-range tanks. I haven't spoke to him for like three weeks. No one said anything to me. Are we still on track? He's still coming into the country, end of the month. Nothing's changed. Got to organise getting the car. And, oh, yeah, the guy that deals with that is not in today. I'll get him to call you back tomorrow, says the main salesman that I've dealt with the whole way through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, mate, no worries. Nothing, crickets, no one calls me back. So I've got to chase them up again this week. Just when they want to sell, when they're trying to sell you the car, they, they call you back like within five minutes every single time. They're talking to each other, bunny hopping through the different guys. They're all trying to get you on from a different angle. As soon as you sign the dotted line, they're like, oh, yeah, that dude, well, we've, he's already got a contract with us. We'll just um, he'll harass us if he needs something and then we'll, we'll grudgingly give him what he needs. So that sucks, man, bad. I just think that's shit. Um, your service, really. Yeah, so anyway, thanks CV Ford for uh, making me chase you guys around again. Um, yeah, and I, th- I think I'm going to actually transport the Ute up now. I was talking about flying down and driving it up, and I'm conceding to the to the wife on this one that's probably not the best option. You know, the time out, to, I've got to take out to do it, or I can just put it on a truck and get it delivered to the, the yard at work for like 900 bucks. So that's probably what we'll do with that one. I did want to do my own little solo drive up here in the new car, though, but, you know, you can't have everything you want, can you? So, what else is going on, man? We've got school holidays coming up soon and, you know, kids are at the age now where it's a bit rough to just stick them in vacation care for the whole two-week period. They get real bored. Um, And there's, I mean, we couldn't get vacation care for the second week anyway, so we're not quite sure what we're going to do there. Sold out in like a day. They sent the email out on the 7th. By the 8th, all the spots were taken and we missed the boat. Uh, so we've got to figure something out for week two of the school holidays. But uh, week one, my wife's going to have off, Emsie's going to have off, and then uh, we're going to do a trip up to, to Broome, stay in the caravan park, take the little take Frankie um, up with us. Frankie's the, the 1978 Franklin caravan that we got, and that I'm sitting in right now. We're going to take that up to the caravan park there, uh, get a power, we've got a powered site booked, and, and just spend a few days there, which would be cool. It uh, won't be the typical broom thing we used to do, go out and eat and spend money and shit like that. We'll just be hanging out at the beach, the at the caravan park, go to divers, just try and keep it nice and local. Um, and 
not sure if I'm going to take the dogs because I think it's a dog-friendly caravan park. I would like to take them, um, but, you know, we're going with some friends and they're thinking of leaving their dog behind just because it can get a little tricky when you're in town, like going out for dinner and shit like that. But then I've just said I don't think we're really planning on doing that with the kids. So, I don't know, we might we might take the dogs yet. I'd like to. We'll just sort of suck and see on that one. But that'll be cool. We are going away with another family, the family we went to um, 80 Mile Beach with. Uh, which is good. They're good people. Very cruisy. Their kids. They got um, my daughter's best friend is their daughter, and then her little sister, and they all they all hang out pretty well. Even Shady fits in with them. They're knock around sort of kids. So even though he's the the, the left, uh, you know, the lone man out, he fits in pretty good with them. I just find it so much easier when we've realised recently when you go away with other people or you go and do something with other people with kids the same age, they just sort of look after themselves so much better than, than if you're just there with them and they just need your attention all the time. But that'll be good, man. So I don't know what we'll do with the dogs, but I don't know, it's probably not a bad idea for us to take them because we're going to have to figure this stuff out before we get on the road anyway. We're taking the dogs around when we do this lap around Oz with us. So, like... We're going to have to get used to that, man. It is what it is. Like, there's so many places you won't be able to take them, caravan parks, national parks. Uh, we'll have to figure out some sort of plan of, of maybe getting them, um, putting them into kennels and, or, or have people, you know, dog sit them for us when we want to go off to, to national parks and stuff like that. And there's going to be – I think there's going to be a few learning curves to that travelling Oz with dogs. I know that there is people that do it, so I need to start – picking their brain and see how they go about it <clears throat> but um for us it's not really an option to not take them they're part of the family we're already not taking the cats which is a huge was a huge thing for us but you know obviously you can't take cats around the country <laughs> so we'll cross that bridge when we come to it but yeah we should maybe just take them with us and start getting used to traveling with dogs and being able to do only what you can do when you got two dogs with you um speaking of broom trip and van are up there at the moment if you guys follow their stuff I think they're, they're hanging out there for a couple of months, two or three months. They've got the kids enrolled at the school there. Um, she's the, the chick back. She's doing some um, – she's doing some – what do you call it? Uh, some collaborations with a jewellery company or something up there. So that's all pretty cool. <coughs> uh, and yeah, um, yeah it's, it's funny. They're just, just down the road from us, hanging out there for a while, using it as a base camp, doing a bunch of trips from, from out and around there. And then I think they're planning to, to cruise through Headland for a bit as well. So, yeah, it's pretty cool watching those guys and seeing what they're getting up to. Um, and, yeah, I, part of my birthday present, actually, I got super sport because it was Father's Day on the Sunday and then my birthday on the Monday, so it's like a double whammy for me. And part of my birthday present was the Mrs. Goddess, um, the nowhere chairs that those guys use, as seen on their TV series, uh, YouTube series. And she got me a trip and advanced W holder and trip and advanced singlet, so... I probably wouldn't have got myself a trip van singlet, to be honest. She doesn't listen to this podcast, so I can say that to you now in, in conf- confidentiality. But um, that's cool. I was very happy that, you know, I do watch all their videos. But um, I don't know. I don't, I'm weird about wearing other people's merch, I guess. I don't really wear – I don't really like branded stuff. I like plain clothes, but I obviously wear my own merch. But, yeah, I'm going to be wearing a trip van shirt now, I suppose, single, because it's coming in the mail. So, anyway, you got to – support them mate I'd, I'd hope that people would do the same for me when we get going around so i suppose i should share the love now um yeah that was cool and what else did i get i got a uh, there in the mail still so i haven't received those so it's kind of like an after birthday surprise i'm still waiting for 
Uh, and then if the chair's good, we'll get some more of them because apparently they pack up really small, nice and lightweight, which is obviously good for travelling and they're supposed to be comfy. We'll test it out when I get mine. If they're good, we'll commit to getting a whole set for them for the family. For the, for the family. Um, and then I got a drum box sent to me from my folks. They noticed that they got one from my brother, um, Mick, who lives around the corner from us for his birthday. And I was over there sitting on it, banging around, playing it because I'm a... Anyone doesn't know I'm a drummer from from way back. I've drummed th- since I was 13 years old. Love it. Don't have a drum kit anymore. Want my kids to get into music, particularly drumming. Um, so I was around there hang, having a bang on the drum, and they're like, and I was saying, "Man, this is awesome. This is wicked." And they're saying, "Oh, you like it? Well, we can get one for you for your birthday too." And I was like, mm, "Yeah, okay, sounds bloody good." So they did. And they sent it up, and they they went direct to the music shop and paid there and got them to send it up here to us. And somewhere along in the somewhere in the translation, the um. Address got a little bit mixed up. So they put uh, the wrong number down. The number actually doesn't exist on this street. And my street is a street that turns into another street. So it can be confusing. It's got two entrances, or it's got three entrances. And if you come in at one end, it's another street. If you come in at our end, it's our street name. So um, when it didn't rock up, my dad said he'd been tracking it and it said it was left at a safe place at home. I thought, well, it's not been left at my house. So I went down to the post office to, to see if I could figure out what was going on with it. <clears throat> and they said, yeah, it's been delivered. It was left at a safe place. I said, yeah, I heard that, but it's not there. Um, they go, yeah, look, here's the photo of it because they take a photo when they leave the package at your house. And they showed me the photo on the screen. I said, that's not my house. That's not the front of my house. So I don't know where they've left it. Um, but yeah, that ain't it. And then she said, well, I can't tell you where it is. We can't give you the address. I said, obviously, I wouldn't expect you to. Uh, I said, but can we get hold of the driver? And they said, well, we're actually not allowed to call the drivers. They have to go through the Aus- Australia Post head office or our head office down in Perth. There's, there's like this disconnect between them and the drivers, which is just crazy. So they can't just call up old Roger and go, hey, Roger, you dropped that package at the wrong house, mate. Can you go get it? Or what house was it? Can you go knock on the door? No, no, they have to email head office and head office has to do an investigation. Then the head office gets in touch with the driver and then it's just so, so convoluted and I left it, left them to their devices and I had a bit of an idea where, where, where it was, but I think I'll let them sort this out and give me a call back. Gave them my phone number. Next day comes around, they haven't given me a call back. So I go back down there and like, hey, just wondering where the package is that you guys gave to somebody else that we know about, that you know you did. And it's now 24 hours later, no one spoke to me. Oh, okay, well, we've emailed head office and this and that. And I'll call them now and see if someone can chase it up. I said, all right, no worries, you do that. I'll do my own thing. So I had the picture of the house that they left it in at the front of in my mind. Um, and I had an idea that because my street turns into another street, they'd dropped it at an address somewhere on the other street because she said it wasn't on my street when I asked her that. That was all she'd tell me. So I drove down our street, real slow and creepy light, checking out the fronts of everybody, everybody's houses, and I saw a house, and I thought, that's the house from the picture right there. Uh, I'm going to be a creep and go knock on their door. So I went and knocked on the door, and the lady came out, and she was all cool. Um, she'd already tried to find me on Facebook, but I hadn't seen the message yet. And basically, Hubby had the parcel on board and he was going back to drop it at Australia Post that day because there was that number that was written on it didn't exist. So I was like, well, that's me. She's like, okay, I'll call Hubby. She's like, the dude's here. Um, All good. He'll bring it to you after work. That's sweet. I said, mint, no worries. And then Australia called me like half an hour later and said, oh, we're looking into investigating this. And I said, don't worry about it, man. I've got it sorted already. Did some um, small town investigation of my own and the packages get dropped at mine this afternoon. So you're all good. 
So um, yeah, I got me drum in the end. It, it had a bit of a, 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 a what do you call it? An exciting journey, a, a, an ex, ex, expedition. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I don't know. My brain is melting. Um, anyway, it found its way to my house eventually and I got it sitting inside and it's awesome. I love it. Beautiful and I bang away on it and it sounds good. So, yeah. Look, man, I'm going to do a short potty today just because I don't normally call them potties. It's the first time I've called it a potty officially. That's like a, a an Aussie thing, specifically a WA thing. I think they call podcasts potties. I've noticed like the Grin Reapers and shit like that saying it. I thought I'd test the word out, potty. I'm not 100% sold on it. But anyway, I'm going to make it a short one today because I am crook as a dog. I've got other shit to go and, and do as well. So quickly cover over some well, – a couple of things before before we get out of here. I'll go back to a segment that I was doing a while ago that I've left for dead and I thought I might resurrect. It's called Get the Fuck Out of Here, right? This is things that I see around a place and they just make me think, get the fuck out of here with that. Uh, things like at Woolies when you're cruising around and they got the – the recording playing in the background, please stay 1.5 metres away from fellow shoppers, blah, 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 social distancing, blah, 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 blah. And you just think, get the fuck out of here. No one does that. You guys don't police that. You guys don't even make people scan in on your bloody COVID scans, WA Safe app or whatever it is at the front of the store. They're like Kmart. They're bloody like Nazis standing there watching you make sure you scan in. Not coming in if you haven't scanned in. Then you go down Perth and they'll stand there and give you the stink eye until you bloody swap your phone over it and scan yourself in everywhere you go, you know? And I think that someone raised a, a good point the other day that ever since we've been doing that app, we've been getting way more random phone calls and emails and messages on, on the mobile device. And I had noticed it and hadn't linked it to that but i reckon that's what it is they've got this big database that they rush rush to get to, together we're all scanning into it and it's probably not firewalled very well and dudes are getting in there and getting all of our information harassing us so awesome on your covid safe app i don't know if that's true but i'm running with it sounds like it to me sounds, sounds like a good uh there's a good chance that's that's what's going on um alfoil wrapped on the inside of kebabs what the fuck Get the fuck out of here with that. What well, that makes such good kebabs down here at that Sam's place, whatever it's called, in uh, South Headland. Lovely people, lovely kebabs, and it's not just them. It's a kebab industry thing. You know, they wrap it so part of the alcohol is in your kebab, and you gotta like peel it, pull it out from inside of the kebab. Why is that in there? Well, who who come up with the kebab wrapping standards worldwide, where they just wrap part of your thing inside the kebab? Get the fuck out of here with that. Do, do it differently. You don't wrap a normal wrap like that. Only kebabs. So I don't like that. Um, walking dogs on the leash on the beach. Get the fuck out of here. Let them off the leash. They're on the beach. What's wrong with you? And um, oh, the non-locals declaration. So if you live in this town, can't buy them. We know blah blah blah. Two full cartons of full cartons of full strength, more than three bottles of wine, a bottle of spirits, and three bottles of wine. Whatever it is, you can't buy more than the bloody limit. Which we all know is backdoor racism anyway. They're doing it because they they're trying to stop black fellas from drinking. They can't say we're trying to stop black fellas from drinking, so we'll just stop everyone from drinking. And then they go and add the register, so now they know if you're an offender when you're drinking, but they still limit what we can buy as well, which is bullshit. 
except, of course, if you're from out of town, if you were driving one of those caravans that are parked up at the overflow that are taking all the fresh fruit, veg, and meat from us every day, if, if you're them and you don't live here, you can just sign a declaration to say that you don't live here and you can buy whatever you want because obviously they're better than us. What the fuck is that? Get the fuck out of here with that. It's such a, such a slap to the face, man. Like we're such plebs who live here that we can't be trusted to buy, you know, certain amounts of alcohol, but the randoms coming through town can. It's bloody bullshit, man. It's <sighs> about enough of that, I reckon, for now. I won't blow my whole get the fuck out of here wad in one go. Just testing it out. See if I can bring that one back if it works. Um, quickly, very quickly, some media. I thought went on about the Bliss and Esso album, The Sun, last week. Still smashing it. Still loving it. Bloody great album. Bloody great album. Get on it. Boys are back. Uh, what else we got? The Yellowstone series. I started back up again. Been really struggling for something to watch lately. Not that it's a bad thing. There's probably plenty of other things I can do, like try and edit footage on my, uh, uh, of, off my GoPro for my YouTube channel. But uh, we started watching the Yellowstone series again. Well, I did anyway. Uh, just last night, and it is pretty good. There were some things that happened that I was like, it's a bit far-fetched, a bit like bullshit. That's not going to all happen to one family, one group of people. But I put that aside and jumped back on it. It's good good drama, good stories, good characters, um, and apparently you know, it gets better and better. I'm only on season one. So I'm back on Yellowstone, which is cool. I love that whole, I think it's Montana, ranch lifestyle story. So it's pretty cool following that one. It's Kevin Costner, if you don't know about it. Big, big um the big, the big dog doing a TV series, which is pretty cool. Um, Trip in a van every Sunday. They drop their new episodes. We're sort of watching those weekly now rather than just randomly watching ones off the channel. They're in Arnhem Land. Well, they're not in Arnhem Land. They're in Broome, but the series is still up in Arnhem Land. They're still dropping, I think, a four-part series. Part three dropped today, so that's pretty cool. We're loving that. And just started watching another one called JM Exploring, which is a young couple traveling around in a troopy. They're in Broome at the moment also. They've got some pretty cool videos. Um yeah, I'm just getting right into all those different videos of normal people traveling around doing exactly what I want to bloody do. And you get heaps of tips and ideas off them and good spots and then you cross-reference what they've said about this spot and that spot and the kind of gear they use that makes life a lot easier for them. So that's pretty cool following them. Um, there's heaps of like Cape York shows, guys doing up, going up the, the Cape and blowing vehicles up and sinking, their, sinking them in river crossings and doing all sorts of cool and crazy shit. So I love watching those as well. Uh, there's just so much info out there now. You want to do these sort of trips, like you can go and you can go and do your research and see what people have done, what they've taken, what gear they needed, what gear they should have taken with them, what didn't work for them. You know how long they're going to need to do it, all that kind of stuff. Like there's just so much more information than there would have been 20 years ago. Now when you're doing this shit, which is pretty cool. And I think a lot of us are getting out and seeing our own country now, which is also super cool, especially with the whole COVID thing, obviously. Look, man, I'm going to leave it there, get the hell out of here, 30 minutes, good time frame. I want to say thanks again to everybody for listening, for your time. Please like it, share it, subscribe to the YouTube, follow me on Insta, recommend it to your mates. Um, yeah, help us get the word out and the numbers up. And thanks again for listening. Love you, love it all. Um, I'm going to go blow my nose and then, um, yeah, do some shit around the house. Thanks, dudes. Take it easy. Peace out. Speak to you next weekend. See ya.